running. And so I think it's really cool that he loves track. Like, I'm not saying that he doesn't love basketball, but he loves track. If you run track, can I get a, yeah, track? You don't run track. Um, neither do you, Jacobin. Uh, but yeah, so just a quick story. Um, so I graduate in August. I spent the, fa- the last five years here on the track team, and I came to college in 2010, and I, um, and so when I got here, the men's team wasn't nearly as good as the girls' team here. The girls had been on a seven-streak championship uh, title, and so we had won one title, and it was in 2005, so we hadn't won in a long time. So we came here, and I came in with a bunch of really, really um, talented individuals. We had about three guys that were ranked nationally, uh, coming out of high school, and then just overall, we we're just really, really good. Uh, so when we got here, we, I remember the first team meeting that we had, and we just had to all, everybody had to go through introductions and kind of say where your name, where you're from, what event you were doing, and different things like that. So after that team meeting, all of the freshmen had to stay and do a little bit more. So we were just kind of sitting at the table, getting to know each other, and that's kind of just where we got to really, really uh, start bonding our friendship. Uh, some of those guys are still my best friends today, but that was the moment where we realized what kind of talent was around this table. Everybody that I was sitting around, we, there is where we decided what we had set out, the goal that we had set out to, at the end of this five years, so where we are now, some of them graduated last year, but that was the time where we had put, it's like, okay, this is what we're about. We have the talent to do it, um, and so we decided right then and there, um, that we wanted to change some things. So we wanted to be, we didn't want to be the team that didn't win. We wanted to be more like the girls. We wanted championships. So we decided that we were going to be, we're going to get rings. We were going to get individual titles. We were going to make all an NCAA All-American status. We were going to change the history and the program of SFA men's track and field. So every year comes always the same. Uh, you get in the, the school season starts, a couple weeks go in, track season practice gets going. Things are good, and if you play sports, you could probably agree. It's really, really easy at the beginning. Um, you're excited, you're hyped, everything's cool. And so that's how it was for me. It was just really, it was easy to be um, and start training. And uh, so all, that was what was good. It happened always for like a couple of months. Typically, we, I would get about the middle of the semester where it was close enough that you could feel the season starting to come around, but it was still far enough where it's like, mm, there's still a decent amount of time and a lot of training that I have left. So, but I always, it was always that, that, was that time, that, the middle of that time, the, it was always rough for me. I always found myself really struggling with motivation, determination, um, wanting to actually work out. Uh, I wasn't eating right during those times. And what I really found out myself, especially going through this and what we're gonna really talk about today was I had set these goals out every year, every, the beginning, I would set a goal, I would set something that I wanted to do at the end of the season. And so when I got to this middle, I would forget about that. My focus would be on something else. And so everything else would just kind of, it would just fall out of place and would begin to do things that I, wouldn't help me reach these goals. Uh, and I remember every single, like it never failed, like I always would get in, become in this place, I would always get in this place. And, didn't really understand what was going on, and then the season would come, and then it's like, okay, like my focus is back on. So, um, so yeah, and so the, in that, 
I, the goal that I had set, so the goal that we had set as freshmen, um, when my focus was off of that, that means that I wasn't working towards getting rings. I wasn't working towards those individual titles or that NCAA All-American status. I wasn't working towards making history at SFA because my focus was no longer on those things. My focus was on something else. So, um, so what, what, that's what I want to talk about tonight, uh, is what our, what our focus is on. And I think that's what we find in these scriptures, um, is just how, how good Paul is at focusing on the right thing. And so what we're going to also do tonight is we're going to work backwards. So it's going to be a little, you got to work with me, but we're going to start in verse 6 uh, and 8, and then we're just going to work our way backwards instead of starting at where and we're gonna then going to, so we're going to do it that way. Um, so we have to really, really, tonight we have to focus. Um, it's about focus, and what I want us to really, really get is that when we focus on the right thing, everything else plays out how it's supposed to. Uh, so verse um, 6 through 8 says, As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight. I have remained, I have finished the race, and I have remained faithful. Now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. And so when I read this the first time, I didn't really see it. But the more and more I read it, I, I kind of got this sense of like, this dude, Paul, is super, super confident when he has to be to say stuff like that. The way his, he uses the words going into each sentence, as for me, um, even the way he's, he's confident that his t- the time of his death is near. Uh, he says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. And he's saying all these things like what he has done. Um, to, and now this prize awaits him. And so I just feel like confidence is a big thing that Paul was really, really good at. You don't really hear much hesitation in his voice. Um, and I, I, what it made me think of is, so uh, it's funny that this place, because I'm, I had to go back to like high school days. But so you take, you, you got two guys, both are running for, they're on the ballot for homecoming king, right? And one guy is here and the other guy, and I feel like the movies where everybody's like in the gym and the, playing and there's a guy standing on stage and he's announcing. And this guy over here is kind of like nervous and he's freaked out. He's like, I don't know, if I, if, am, am I going to win? Uh, or is he going to win? Yeah, 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 whatever it is. But then you got this guy on this side and he's like, I don't know about you, but as for me, I'm good. I'm going to walk on stage and grab that crown. You're going to say, like, I, I won this. Like, and that's how I feel like Paul, Paul comes at this. He's just super confident at what he is getting ready to get. He's getting ready to get this crown of righteousness. Um, and so confidence is huge for Paul. Um, and I think it's big that we see how big, how, how, how he walks in confidence, um, but not think that we cannot walk in that same confidence. So um, why he speaks with so much confidence, it's because his focus is on the right thing. His focus, even in these verses, his ministry, all the letters that he's writing, his focus was always on Jesus. It was always on this prize that was going to await him if he walked and he was obedient um, in that. So it was, his focus wasn't just Jesus. Um, and in these scriptures per se, his focus was also this crown of righteousness um, that he was going to obtain. It, it was also, his focus was on the end goal. It wasn't on the beginning, it was on the end. So, second, um, Colossians 3, 2, 
uh, says, Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on realities of heaven when Christ is in the place, where Christ is in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ and God. And when Christ is your life, when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. Um, and so we see scripture that tells us where our focus needs to be. And it says it needs to be focused on things above, not things here on earth. And so Paul, once again, we find out that he's really, really good at this focus thing. He's, he's focused, when he puts his focus, when his focus is always on Jesus, um, his focus is on the right thing. It's on the one thing. And so that gives him confidence um, in the right things. But it also gives him confidence to stay away from the wrong things. So um, we're gonna, now we're going to start moving up. So now we've established Paul's confidence. We've established where his focus is. Um, we've established how he got confidence, how he walks in confidence, and in that he, what it produces. It produces um, this this, this prize that he's going to receive, this crown of righteousness. And so, um, verse 5, um, here we go. We're getting ready. Now we're really getting ready to dive into things. So verse 5 says, But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid to suffer for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given to you. Um, and so what we find throughout the story of Paul is, how well he did these things, um, and how well he actually, he kept his clear mind. Um, he wasn't afraid. We saw that at the beginning of this letter, how he was not ashamed to, to suffer for the Lord. He encourages Timothy that that might happen for him, uh, and so not to, to be afraid of that, he, he walks in confidence with that. He is all about working at telling people the good news, and no matter what the situation is, he has fully carried this ministry and this purpose that God has called him to do. Uh, with confidence, with obedience. He, he's been faithful. He's, he's done everything that the Lord has asked him to do. Um, and so he does it in such an inspiring way. I think that's what we see. Paul is just, I mean, he's full. I mean, books after books. Like Paul is, he, he, he's that, that servant. He's that, that disciple that, we, we hear a lot about. Um, and so I think a lot of us see that, and some of us kind of get, we don't, we don't hear this, and we don't take this as, this is encouraging. We take this as, man, like, this is, like, hard. This is, how am I supposed to do this? Like, how, how can I, me, how can, how can Jamal walk in such a way that is confident like Paul? Um, and so I think he does it in such an inspiring way, but he also does it in an attainable way in a way that says, okay, like, not only have I done this, but I'm telling you, like, you should also do this. So right there we see, it says, but you should. And so if, he, if it wasn't attainable, if he didn't think that Timothy could do it, if he didn't, then he wouldn't have told him to. He wouldn't tell him, you should do it. I think that's the way that God looks at it also. Um, God looks at his, his children, and he doesn't see the mess that we're in. He doesn't see the, the things that we struggle with, he sees the potential that we, we all have. And so when he says this, he's, but you should keep a clear mind. It's very evident that he is saying, this is important that you do these things. Um, and so he does it in a way that's very attainable. Um, and I think that's really, really cool. Um, 
but also I want, not only does Paul do it for Timothy, um, he does it for us. And so it's really, really attainable. And once again, it goes back to the saying, where's our focus? Our focus has to be, I won't say it has to be, but what I, I think it'll help. If we put our focus on the end goal, then we'll do everything that we have to to get there. And so in the same way that my goals were rings and championships, if that was really my goal, and I always focused on that, and I never stopped focusing on that, then no matter how hard practice was, no matter how hard um, it was to eat healthy, the, the lack of determination, I was always going to walk in a way that was going to get me to my goals. So I think when we focus on the end, it, help us, it helps us not only in the beginning, but it also helps us in the middle. Um, it helps us to do the things that God has called us, to, to stay obedient to him, things that we've been talking about this whole entire semester, um, how important it is to get in the word, how important it is to hear truth and reject false teachings. Um, when we focus on this side, the, at the end, the, this, this place where verse 6 and 8 is, when we focus on that, when we're here, we, we, we do whatever we have to to get here. Um, and so that means walking in obedience because you're focusing on the Lord. So it's really, it's attainable. We have to believe it's attainable. Um, and so focusing is, uh, and so like I said, focus, I'm sorry. Uh, so what, what we find is that when you focus on the end, it helps you do, do this, be obedient to the things that we're called to do. So the teaching, the, to be a, if you have to deal with suffering, you should be obedient in that, but you're still focusing on the end. Um, that you would also work at telling others, others the good news, and you fully carry out the ministry that God has called you to. And so, for instance, what he's called um, Jesus. If he focuses on Jesus, if he focuses on the end, if he focuses at the end of the, the end goal, no matter how hard it is, he'll walk in that. He'll, he'll be obedient to what the Lord has called him to, fully carrying out his ministry, that ministry. Um, and so focusing on the end helps us do the things that we're, we're called to do, to do the right things. Now what we're getting ready to see is focusing on the end also helps us stay away from the wrong things. So verse 3 says, For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. Um, Before we even go any further, it says for a time is coming. Uh, That time is right now. The, The time when people will not endure sound teaching, that that is now. And if that time is now, which I believe it is, that means we're, this, we're these people. These people that Paul has warned Timothy about. These people that will, re- not, it says, will not endure sound teaching. But having itching ears will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passion. We're, we're these people. I feel like we're the, we're, we're the generation that doesn't really want to listen to anything that, unless it, it doesn't, if it goes with it, if it goes with what we feel, our desires, it's what we want, then we listen to it. But if it's the opposite, we don't listen to it. We don't, we don't care about it. We don't acknowledge it as truth. Um, and that's wrong. And I think what that leads us to is more hurt than 
we were ever supposed to expect, more hurt than we were ever supposed to walk in. Um, and that saying, what it makes me think of is the truth hurts. Yes, the truth hurts. It's supposed to hurt. Um, the, the truth of the gospel, is, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt you because it's going to change you and it's going to mold you and then it's going gonna, it's gonna to continue to make you, um, make you into what God has called you to be. So yes, it hurts. The difference is that when you walk in your own desires and you listen to that, the crap that we've been told and we decide to listen to, the hurt that we experience is way worse. Um, it's hurt that you don't get past. It's hurt that you're never supposed to experience. It's hurt that you, you get confused about. But when we walk over here and we walk and we hear sound teaching and we listen to that, the hurt that we go, it, it, it's good hurt. It's good hurt for us. It, it produces good things for us. It, it makes us to who God has called us to be. Um, I'm going through a, that phase right now because the, I'm messed up. I'm sinful. I, I do a lot of things that are not of the Lord, and he's working in me, and it hurts. It, it, like physically, emotionally, spiritually, it hurts. But I know that it's for my good. Whereas for here, if I listen to this teaching, if I listen to this crap, what I want to do and how I feel and what I, what's going on inside of me, if I, if I listen to the things that feeds that, I'm going to hurt, but I'm going to keep on hurting, and it's not going to produce anything. So I think, um, and so yeah, we, our desires, it's, it's, our desires are completely out of whack. Um, and when they're out of whack, we reject the only thing um, that helps us bring them back to task, so the, the only truth. Uh, but instead, when, when somebody tells you why drinking is bad for you, you reject it. Or why this relationship is, is harmful, for, harmful for you, you reject it. Why looking at that crap on the internet is, is harmful for you, you reject it. All these things, the, the truth that we're, we're, we need to listen to, is going to hurt, but it's going to lead us to good, we don't want to listen to it. And I think the truth is that we focus a lot more on our sin than we do our Savior. So we focus way more on our situation than we do our God. And what we're trying to do, what we, we're trying to do here is that instead of doing that, we would focus on the end goal. So when we focus there, this becomes easier to reject. This, comes, this becomes easier to put away your desires and ask for the Lord's desires. This comes a lot easier to reject the, what, we, what we, we, we kind of talked about the past couple of weeks, the prosperity gospel. Um, that thing, that stuff sounds really, really good. Really, and it feeds our desires. Um, I've heard, I don't want to, but... Um, we, we watched a video in my small group, uh, what was it, two weeks ago, where uh, Joel Olstein's wife, um, she, she actually said, don't do it for yourself, or don't do it for God, do it for yourself because that pleases him. Excuse me? Where did, what? Um, and so, but that's how, that's, uh, that's, what, that's who we are as a society, is that we want these things, and so... We find things to help us get there. Instead of the, what we need to do is we focus on the end goal. So when you hear crap like that, when you hear false teaching, when you, you feel like 
you, you, you're, de- you're batting with these, these whack desires. Your focusing is, is on the end goal. And so you, you kind of get back, back online. You get, you get back on the path that we need to be. Um, and so focusing on the end helps us not be these type of people that Paul has warned Timothy about. Multiple times, he, he said in verse, or chapter 3 that there is danger that are going to come in the last days. There are people that are going to deceive, de- try and deceive you. That's the things that when we focus on the angle that we, we easily reject. Um, and so we, we saw verse, with verse 5, um, when we focus on the angle, it helps us do the right things and, and stay in the with the right things. When we focus on the end goal, it also helps us stay away from the wrong things. And verse two is really, really cool. The more that you actually get into it, um, but it says, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort um, with great patience and instruction. And so just real quick, because um, I didn't know what those, the, what those words mean. So um, preach, I know what that word means. Um, publicly proclaim or teach. Uh, reprove is kindly intent. The kindly intent to correct or fault. Rebuke is to express sharp, stern disapproval of something. Uh, and exhort is strongly encourage or urge something, someone to do something. Um, and so remember, we're going backwards. So we have to re- remember that Paul wrote this. He wrote this verse before he wrote um, verse 4 and 5 and 6, but he, and he, he wrote it before he wrote, wrote verse 3. So once again, he's, he's speaking to Timothy about how important it is that we would preach the correct word, um, that we would... Uh, that we would... Sorry. Um, that we would, we would preach the word um, no matter whether the time was favorable or not. We, we heard that a lot um, in the previous uh, talks that we, we've had up here in previous weeks that we've been, um, that there's going to be a time where it'll be really, really easy, and then there'll be a time where it won't be. But he, so that we would preach the word, um, we would rebuke, uh, we would reprove, um, and we would exhort. So we would encourage. We would do all the things that uh, we needed to do. We would be watchful. Uh, we would be unashamed. We would believe more. We would remain faithful into the word, living out the word, um, speaking out the word, uh, encouraging and correcting all of those things. That's this verse. Um, I feel like Paul, this summarizes the, the letter. The, this letter that he just spent Four, or four chapters, we, we spent four chapters on, it's, almost, it's summarized in one verse. How cool is that? Um, this is everything that, Timothy, that Paul has encouraged and challenged Timothy to do. This is everything that we've, been tr- we've tried to encourage and challenge to do in here is that we would ourselves begin to carve out time to, to hear the word, to listen to it, um, to let it change us, to, to not be afraid to speak about it. Um, no matter where we were, and so here we are, we're in verse 2, and it is clear that it's just an awesome, awesome summary. Um, and so at the end of this, 
um, he's summarizing how important it is, once again, that we do these things. Um, at the end of this letter, he's doing it. And so it makes me really think to what we've been talking about all of tonight, how important it is that we focus on the end goal. When we do those things, um, once again, we walk in more confidence uh, to, to preach the word. We walk in more confidence um, to not listen to, to sound, unsound doctrine and uh, how more confidence we walk in to remain faithful, uh, whether we're, we're dealing with suffering or we're not dealing with suffering. But more and more confidence, the more and more we focus on this prize that awaits us, this prize, um, this, this end goal, the, the return of Jesus. Um, and so I think that's, his, his focus is, is definitely something that helps him. It plays out um, in his life, in his everyday life. And so when he focuses on those things, day one looks different, day two looks different, day three, and, and it's so cool because every day he's walking more and more and more um, to this finish line. He's, he's almost, he's there right now. We, we see in six and eight is that he's, he's his time is gone. Um, when it says that my death uh, is near, that means that everything that he's done, once that time comes, there's nothing else that he could do. Uh, and so when we, we get to that place, I don't think Paul has, is looking back. He's like, oh, I wish I could do this. Like, I w- oh, I should have done this. I wish I would have done this earlier. I wish I would have been more faithful earlier or, or more bold and, and unashamed when I had the chance. Or, but how many of us do that today? As we look back throughout our day and say, like, man, like, I wish I could have done Oh, I could have done this. I had the opportunity to do this. Um, and so I think when we focus on the end goal, then it changes our everyday life. It changes our beginning. It changes the middle. It changes, it, it, it keeps, it gets us, it doesn't change the end, it gets us to the end. Um, it helps us be more confident to stay faithful. It helps us um, to, to see more light of that this is, unta- this, we, can, we can do this. We can walk in this the same way that Paul walked. We can, we can live in the same way that Paul did, do the same things that Paul did. Um, and at the end of this, at the end of our race that we're all running, because we're all running a race in here, um, m- my hope is that we can all be as confident as Paul, that we all can s- to speak as confidently with these verses like that. And so I had a video for us to watch, um, but it didn't uh, seem to work. Um, and so I'm going to try to describe it as much as I can. And so what it was was there was a guy running a race, and in this race, uh, his, I forgot the guy's name, but his name, or he's from Britain, and he had just broken the, um, the, the British world record, or British record in the, the Open 400. And so they're at the 92 Olympics, which is in Barcelona, and he's in lane five, and he's running, and looks, he gets out the blocks, he's good. He starts, he starts the race. Um, he's going, he gets to about 150 meters, and he pulls his hamstring. Um, and so what you find is him, he, he's down. There's no chance that he's going to win this, what w- would be an athlete, a track athlete's prize, which is a gold medal. Um, he knows, he looks over, the, in the video it says that he looks over and watches as he gets up, they, they're crossing the finish line and he's still at the 150 mark. So 
he knows the reality has sunk in that uh, his, his prize, he, it's not a, he's not going to get that. Um, but what you see is that he, he gets up. He begins to get up and he begins to kind of limp over and you see people that are helping him. Some of the security guys are trying to get him to come off the track and he, he stops and he pushes them off of him and he gets the limping and he, get, he gets going, gets to 200 meters and you can just tell the dude is just going through it but he's still going and, and he's still going and then he gets to 250 and this man comes out of the stands and it's his, his dad. And so his dad is now trying to also pull him off and talk, hey, like, come off the stage, come, like, come off the track, come off the track. And he's like, no, like, keep going. And so he's all right, well, I'm going to help you. And so then that's the last hundred and they're still limping and they're still limping and they're still going and still going. Um, and the last like 10 meters, his, he lets, his dad lets him go and he lets him cross the finish line. Uh, and so obviously it would be a lot more powerful if you saw the video. Um, but uh, since we, we don't get to do that, um, but what, what I, after the video, what I wanted us to see um, was that in the athlete, first off, two things. Um, in the scripture, it's second, First Corinthians. Um, Nine, twenty-five to yeah, twenty-five, and it says all athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win the prize that will fade away, but we do it for an internal prize. And so that athlete, his prize was to get a gold medal. That was his um, his end goal was to win that medal, uh, and he didn't get that. He didn't get that. What I want us to see is that this race that we're running doesn't just give us a gold medal. It doesn't just give us um, a, a standing ovation from a crowd. It doesn't just give us this happy feeling inside. Um, but what it does give us is this crown of righteousness. Um, and so for, if we take that, so now let's pretend that we're this athlete. We're running this race, we started this race, same thing, we pulled our hamstrings, but our end goal was the finish line, knowing that we get this, if when we cross it, when we're finished, that we get a crown of righteousness. So we get up, and we, we, as hard as it is, we're, we, we limp all the way across, um, all the way around the track until we finally get to the, the finish line. And so the prize that we get doesn't fade away because not, we're not just athletes, but we were f- faithful Christians who started a race, had to go through a little, some, some injuries, some, some bumps and bruises, so, but we kept going and we kept going. Why did we get to the finish line? We got there because that's where we always focused. That was our focus. We focused on the end goal. And so when you focus on the end goal, no matter how hard it is for you to get up, no matter how tough it is, no matter what it looks like for you individually, the more and more you focus on the end goal, the, that's how you get there. Um, so focusing brings obedience. Um, it brings courage. It brings um, more and more understanding of just how good um, and how awesome this life can be because we don't run a race that has an, just an empty uh, prize. 
we run a race that has an everlasting prize. So, uh, but yeah, so like I said, I had the video, but it wasn't as much. Um, and so, our focus. Um, we're at the end of the semester right now. I, I got three weeks to, there were four or five weeks to my graduation, or till I'm done with school. Um, I know some of y'all have tests in here that y'all are going through this week. Um, the, the semester is coming. Summer is almost close. And so summer, let's, let's take that picture right now. S the end of the semester is your finish line. It's your finish line. Then you get to experience summer. You get to experience this really, really fun time, um, camps and everything like that. If you just focus on where you're at right now, if you focus on how boring school is or how hard the tests are, it's going to be a dreadful next couple of weeks. But if you focus at the end of your semester, if you focus on the prize, the, the summer, if you focus on that, no matter what happens here, no matter how boring it is, if you focus there, you'll get there. And, and you won't have to deal with the, the, the lack of, you might still have to deal with the lack of motivation, but there's still a focus. So then it's like, okay, no, I still can do this. I, I'm good. I still, no, because my focus is here, so I, I could do this. Uh, no, but my focus is here. Um, it still has to, be the, it has to be the same with our walk with the Lord. We, we have to focus on things that are way above um, so that when things kind of come in, the, 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 the sound, the, the, the false teachings and uh, the selfish desires and all those things, when those begin to start playing a role in this walk, we easily, we, we just push them out the way. We, we keep walking past them and it's because our goal was here, no matter what, and that's not changing. Um, our goal is there. We know what we get at the end of this race. We know what, what happens on Judgment Day. Um, and so we, that's where we focus. Uh, and I was telling Brandon today, I was so focused on the end goal of just getting through these scriptures that I almost forgot verse 1 um, to talk about that. And I feel like it's really, really important that we, we talk about it because what it says is, I solemnly urge you in the presence of God in Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead, when he appears to set up his kingdom. So one thing that tells me is that there will be a day of judgment. There will be a day of, uh, that the Lord comes back. The day of his return is going to happen, which means that we're going to have to stand in the presence of God in Christ Jesus and be judged. Um, so when that time comes, if we focus on that day, if, that's, if we focus on that time, if we focus on the end, then we still have the same confidence that Paul does. And so when we get there, our, our words sound a little bit like this. As for me, my life has been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I fought the good fight. I finished the race. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And so when we focus on the end goal, uh, when we focus on what's to come um, and all of that, then 
our walk is, is completely different. Um, because all we want to do is get there. So we're not going to let, we're not going to do anything else that, that leads us astray. We're always going to, to be consistent because we're, it would be like me walking. My end goal is to get to those doors. And so if I focus there, if I, and I look there, I'm not going to hit this side of the pew. I'm not going to hit that side of the pew. I'm not going to walk that way. But I'm going to walk straight to that door. If we focus our, our eyes and we focus our mind um, and we focus on the end goal, I believe that we can get there. I believe that the way that we, we battle with our sin, the way that we battle with temptation and the things that we're struggling with, the things that we're afraid to walk away from, um, the things that we're afraid to give up, and the, the hard things in life, when we focus on those, those become really, really easy to walk away from, to stop worrying about. Um, and I've heard stories in this room. I know some of the things that some of you are going through. Um, and my encouragement is that you would focus on the end. You would focus on the goal of what we all one day will have to, to, to we're all going to be finished. We're all going to be at a place where we will be judged um, and we will receive a crown of righteousness. Um, and so change our focus, guys. Um, and when we do that, I think you'll see things just begin to to be a little different. Um, so that's really all I have. I wish I really could have showed you that video, but um, you should go look at it. If you type in finish, yes, Brooke? Okay, yeah, I'll do that. Um, yeah, I can do that. And so, and like I said, you'll see it. You'll see it clearly what it looks like um, to put the end goal in mind um, and finish the race as strongly and as confidently as possible.